Hello? Hello? You hear me? Fantastic. Thank you, Madea. We shall we shall continue with the show. Hello and good evening to everyone. Welcome to the Family Affair Podcast. Tonight I am the host. I am Medea, and we have Pudding and Travesty in the house. Hi. Hiya. Can you hear me? Hello. It seems like we've Alstalia, you've disappeared. You're very, very quiet. <laughs> yeah, very quiet, Alstalia. So shall we continue? Hello, can you hear me? We can hear yeah, you loud and clear. Is that better? My name. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Bam. Welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Okay. Um, wait, I didn't want to start off with this thing, this this post we saw today. What post? Which, which saw, one? Which one? I saw a post about um Hold on, let me see if I can find it. Uh, I would have saved it in my gallery. Uh, the disparity between men and women. Where, where are we? Let's see. Oh, here we are. So basically, I saw this. I came across this. This is um, courtesy of um, Rolo Tomasi. He's a bit of a... Um, um, how do you say it? He's one of these guys who tries to open men's eyes to the... Uh, yeah, the disparity between men and women and the unfair advantage women have over men and that men should try and get their power back. Anyway, so a guy wrote on his, on his own post, uh, hope you're having a better weekend than me. Found out my girlfriend cheated having a fivesome, yes, sex with four mm. guys in a bathroom of a house party this weekend after taking hours uh, to confess. 2020 certainly hasn't disappointed. Send me social distance virtual hugs. Anyway, that wasn't the most shocking thing. What, what for me was shocking was the, the, the replies. Anyway, so one woman wrote, a real man wouldn't be here tweeting. He would be fighting for his relationship and trying to understand why she felt she had to go to other men. Fighting for what relationship? That relationship's dead and gone. And the, fact that, the fact that she went with four, four or five different men, it tells me a lot that she was no good to start with because a real woman a real woman would discuss the problems they're having in their relationship. And at worst, if she felt lonely and neglected, would have probably um, found another man, mm. built up a relationship, and then possibly dumped the man she's with. That's possibly, mm. that's the worst case scenario. But someone who's decided to have a whatever you want to call it with four or five different men she was no good anyway so get rid good riddance now and i want to read some more about this um before okay, we jump into more um someone agreed with the woman's last text saying i agree completely the fact that it was only four was four of the dudes really shows how lo- alone she was in the relationship excuse me <laughs> and then a person wrote yeah exactly there's there are ups and downs in relationships and only a strong man who looks at him will take the time to understand his role in why she did what she did and then another woman at the bottom was like confirmed everything by saying 100 percent. i hope she's okay wherever she is possibly covid <laughs> clinic or pregnant pregnant with 50 <laughs> pregnant with 50 women 50 kids you know no. Alstalio, I think you should go around the table and hear from the real women's advice on this panel tonight, starting with our dear travesty. Please tell us your your um, take on this, my dear. 
Well, personally, if a girl can um, put herself on them kind of levels, she was never a good girl anyway. I don't care what relationship she's mm-hmm. in. Obviously, she should have more self-worth. Yeah. Because I don't understand why you would need four or five men battering you at a party. Yeah. They haven't took you out on a date. They've not promised you no further relationship after the fact. So why would you degrade yourself to perform such an act? Or obviously you're just a freak. The man Mm -hmm. you was with weren't freaky enough for you. That's why Mm -hmm. you have to do what you have to do. And I don't think you've got no respect for yourself and obviously no respect for your relationship or your partner either. So no, I don't agree. I don't agree with what she's done. I think that's terrible. If you are having troubles or ups and downs in your relationship, try and speak to your partner before you go and do things like this. If it is short at the end, then have the decency to at least tell them that the relationship is over before you go and disrespect them like this. Because you're the only person who's going to look ugly at this. You know what I mean? Even though the fakers are saying, oh, I hope she's all right and this and that. Really interesting. If that's anybody you know closely or it's your family members, you're not going to be going, oh, I hope she's all right. She's a skit. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> so now I don't agree Go on, put you must do better oh goodness me I you agree got... I agree with uh, what you were saying um, not too long ago Medea uh, yeah. for me that isn't loneliness that's just greed yeah. <laughs> it really is greed like that you went to the extreme with that like really and truly like I'm still trying to like you, you just try and like not vis- envision it but like thinking what made you want to go that far like really yeah. and truly like this, she went from zero to 100 real quick like honestly yeah. mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting you to read that out I'll tell you honestly <laughs> I'm sure she'll use the um, I'm sure she'll she's probably used the excuse that oh I was drunk or you know uh, what I mean? yeah. or, I'm sorry I'm advantage sorry of me, like or I was vulnerable and they took advantage yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know it's always somebody else's fault you gotta take some responsibility. She, unless she, when you the say when you're overly drunk, you can't even. Well, then they will be bought like reaching a different um, in breach of a different area there. If it's the case yeah. of she was drunk and that happened, because when you're drunk, you do know your limits. I'd hope. I know this is speaking yeah. for myself. Um, she just wanted to do it. Can't even lie. Of course, she did. You yeah. Wanted to do. It. To me, it sounded like you wanted to do it. You mm. know. Definitely disgraceful. Yeah. So there you hear it from us, Al Stalio. Yeah, I'm just thinking um it's kind of weird the fact that everyone backed up the woman and uh obviously we 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 spoke about this earlier, Medea, that yeah, obviously these women are from a different sort. They that probably come from the same cloth as the girl, and that's why they can identify. You know, it was probably her going different on. accounts. Probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think it's um, I, I would say um, if that's if she's freaky, let's say in this case she's freaky and she wanted that sort of stuff, she should have spoke to her guy and gave him the option. I think it's always important to give your partner if you're not feeling like your partner lives up to what your your fantasies or expectations. It's important to talk to them and say, look, you know, I need this or i would like this you know your partner can't give you everything your partner nobody's partner can give them everything they need even if someone says i'm completely fulfilled in my relationship there's stuff that the partner still lacks which they could get from somebody else something's important Mm -hmm. to be open open discussion that's what i was uh i advocated as open discussion with your partner and telling the truth a lot of men tend to just lie and you know tiptoe around the woman because they don't want to get mad or don't want to rock the boat but I'm, i'm like talk to your wife let her understand the true you i always say a lot of men are not 
real with their wives ever. And a lot of women are probably not real with their men either. They're not telling them, yeah, you know, I want to have a threesome tonight or whatever. I want to do this, you know, and jump off a cliff. They never, they never do that. So I think it's yeah. important for men to to start manning up. We were 2020. You know, I'm always using that the the, the date and it the date. We're in 2020. It's time for us to be open and honest with our partners and tell them, look, I'm not that way. This is not the real me. Because over the last like let's say 100 years, we've been indoctrinated to believe that men once they get married, they get a girlfriend, all their sexual desires, all their fantasies just drops off. It's also all supposed to be left on the side at the door, and now they're gonna conform and become non-human or maybe i'll tell you sorry for cutting you maybe i'll tell you a lot of um these uh, couples have the boris johnson syndrome maybe i should maybe i shouldn't maybe i could maybe i couldn't maybe it should maybe it shouldn't maybe they've got that you never know yeah true but i think, but I think boris johnson should take the book out of donald trump a page out of donald trump books i can just be honest just be blunt <laughs> Well, that's what I'm saying in the relationship. They maybe have the Boris Johnson syndrome and that's why they can't, they don't comply and be honest. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Either way, uh, what the girl did was, um, um, I'm not going to say disgraceful because that's what she wanted to do. She's entitled to it's do that if she wants. Yeah, but that's from your point of view. But for me, I look it's at it disgraceful for them from the man's point of view. Yeah, from the man's point of view, of course. Yeah. But um, the fact that the people back, the worst people are the people who are actually backing her up and trying to make the guy look bad. Regardless, yeah. you know, even if he didn't make any mistake, he could have been the best guy. But for some mm-hmm. reason, because he doesn't feel fulfill her sexually in this case, mm-hmm. she's allowed to go and, as uh, Travis said, be battered by four yeah. or five guys at the same time. That's and a- to add to that, and to add to that, you can guarantee those people who are backing her up. I bet you're not there, not there to comfort her lonely nights now. But then again, she may not be lonely because she's got these guys that can batter her whenever she wants. <laughs> Maybe she's won. Forever ready. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Do you have any topics? Do we have any topics today? Yes, I've got one. Uh, please let me get this one in. I think right. me and me and Travis will enjoy doing this one. Right. <laughs> I'm going to ask it as it comes to my head because I never read it in there. Does do people who are house proud or love to keep their home nice <laughs> are they materialistic? Would you call them materialistic or are they just house proud people? I just want to hear the difference. Me and me and me and Travis, was talking about this about a week or so ago. And mm. she thought that people would look at look at us as materialistic because we like to keep our home nice and we might buy things that look nice. They may not necessarily be expensive, but they look nice. So it makes your home look expensive. Would you say then that that person is materialistic or just a home proud, house proud person? Well, I, you know what, you. Travis D. I mean, yeah. oh yeah, Travis D. What am I talking about? Today? <laughs> yeah, go on. Um, go on. Well, in regards to that, following on from yeah, I I I think I brought this up with somebody whose child was jumping over the sofas, and I says. <laughs> And I said there, and I was like, no, this is not, in my book, acceptable. I said, I, I work hard. I pay a lot of money for my stuff. I want it to last as long as possible. So I've then got my money to spend on other things, not the stuff. What you yeah. decided to mash down. Yeah. So does that make me materialistic because I, I like to keep my stuff nice? 
scratching do my tires and scratching the paintwork and mashing it up of course i'm going to get vexed because it's yeah. not your property it's my property and it's yeah. for me to do what i want with it and vice versa you know what i mean yeah and yeah i don't be materialistic for having and liking nice things and keeping it nice and not wanting anybody else disrespecting well if you are materialistic then i'd rather be called materialistic so what is the difference then? Alstalio, could you enlighten us? What is the difference between someone who, who, who buys the nice things and keeps it nice? And from What's the difference between someone like that and someone who's materialistic? Because That's, I think there's, it's a very thin line, isn't there? Mm-hmm. Isn't what do you your think? Own, um, oh, what's the word? I'm missing the word. This is your own... Oh, man, I, sorry, I can't, I can't think of the word. But it's the way you think about things. yeah. This is the way you think about things. Everyone's different, you know. So if, you, if you decide you want to have a nice living room, for example, like a lot of British people always have this, what do you call it? A cosy room or a posh room. Yeah, go on. I didn't realise that that's actually a trend in England, that uh, people always tend to have a nice posh room where no one's really allowed in. Yeah. I think that's a cost. call it entertaining room. That's a cost. No, no one, the thing is, actually no one's ever allowed in. That's the thing. The room just stays empty. It just looks nice. Is there a nice little showroom? That's, show a, British, room, that's yeah. a great British tradition that people have this in the house. Um, and I'm like, what a waste of room. Do I I'll, tell you, I'll tell you now, back in the day, that room, as um, Travis did point out, it was actually a guest room. So yeah. it was always kept nice. So if you had guests round, round yeah. like say somebody official or, you know, somebody, a neighbor yeah. that you have, you know, somebody you know, a, a friend of somebody yours. Somebody go and chat your business if your yard was dotty. Yeah, that's, that's, that's <laughs> right. I think that's where that stemmed from, to be honest. And mm. people have kept that up. No, no, um, what was you saying? What were you saying before that, I'll tell you? We're not jumping well, on you. What I would say is, um, I think a lot of people, it depends on what you, how you're looking at it, really. I think it's okay to have a guest room or a posh room or a posh house, if that's what you want. Yeah. Um, but I think it's also important to recognise that, like, if you've got 17 kids or you have a lot of visitors, you yeah. might not be able to keep up, you know, without expending an exponential amount of time of cleaning, you'll be able to keep this place up to the standard that you want. You know, I think you can only have and expect to have a really spick and span apartment or um, flat or house once you're living alone. And then once you're alone, I think it's okay to be be all right and say, no, I want my house clean. But when you got guests coming, like if you throw a party for 30 people, are you going to tell every, every single one of these 30 people that, look, don't mess up my house? No, no, no. What you, would say, what you would say is this is off guard and this is where you can go and entertain. That's, I think that's what uh, somebody would actually do. They mm. would, the obvious, and plus, people who know you, you that type of person would either not come or they'd respect your house rules. That's true. That's true. Definitely. I think it's either one. I think they're Alstalio. I do actually see it that way. But um, I mean, we still haven't got to it. Is it materialistic or is it just somebody who's house proud or they just like to have their nice things? Well, what it is materialistic, is it isn't it, in a way? Because it's your or whoever the person in question is, if they're worried about their stuff, 
you know, if something breaks, they're gonna attach so much emotion to that piece of material that when that breaks, they're gonna feel pain from this. But if you detach yourself from this material and the fact that you got a cold room that might get messy, you're no longer materialistic. You're just living life. You're enjoying life. I think that's the same when you buy a brand new car and you'll see it in the first, if someone buys a brand new car, it'd be very rare that they let someone else drive it. That goes off mm-hmm. after after three or four months, then they'll be like, you know, I've had the car now, I've, I've drove it in, you know, whatever. I don't care anymore. Mm-hmm. But the first day everyone's like, ah, oh, my car. So if anyone scratches that car, People are so mm-hmm. hurt. Oh my God, I've worked because they've attached emotions to that material. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, but really, if you buy, that's why I always advocate buying cheap stuff. Because if a cheap thing breaks, you don't ever attach any emotion to it because you're like, it cost me, it cost me a pound. I don't Guess care. Guess what? Guess what? I'll stand here. I can actually back you up on that one because <laughs> if I've got my little borders and some of those borders cost me as little as a pound, and yeah. I still wouldn't want somebody to break it. Only mm. because, not because I'm attached to it, because I've set it nice how I want it, and mm. I don't see why it should be disturbed. And I don't, you know what I feel as well on that yeah. note. You saying that, Medea, you're valuing, yeah. you're valuing the fact that you went out your way, or someone's bought that for you. You're just valuing yeah. it. You're looking after it. That's what yeah. I yeah. see it as. That's you know, you're just taking you care of something that is for you, and there's nothing yeah. wrong with that because I'm exactly yeah. the same way. I think it's yeah. more important for, um, the effort and it, and that's that's the thing. I think what's more important is is uh, the time, is the time which is undervalued. The time that goes into something, the time that you spend at work, the time that you spend on cleaning, the yeah, time you spend yeah, on making money to get whatever you want to get. And I think that's what really hurts. I think if you attach your thought, your chain of thought, thought to time and not to the actual thing, the object, I think it, then you can see the true value of things. So that's why we see our true value because as Travesty said, it's the time she's took to go get out in the cold weather, the warm weather to do her job and earn her money, aches and pains, and she's earned her money. She's enjoyed buying what she's wanted to buy and, and put it in her home. And then for someone to come in and mess it up or mash it up, of course she's going to feel a way about it. So it's, say, about her value. it's not about being materialistic. It's the mm. effort and the time she's put in it. But would I say, like, was, isn't it important to attach your time to different stuff that make, you know, bring in you, more joy? As opposed to materialistic objects like spending time with your family and worrying about that stuff or going well, for walks, go going on holiday, can. making memories. That's where I would attach my time because no one could steal them from me. My memory can only, the best pictures are in your head, basically. Yeah. And no one could take the memories away from me. Anyone could steal my car tomorrow. That's easy. So I don't attach much value to that, even though it costs me a lot of money to buy it. I don't attach yeah. too much value to it. Memories. I attach value to making memories, flying away, going spending weekends at the lake or going on a camping trip with the kids. That's where you should um, attach your value. And then oh, when, you, when you've realised, when you've All changed right, your settings to that. They do, they do. Can I'll I say you. something? Go on, Can I just say you. something? I just thought of something. Yeah. I'll tell you. Mm-hmm. If I was to come to your home, yeah, and spend a couple of nights there, and I was just someone who was just messy, just didn't care. And I was, I, you saying what you're saying about materialism and whatnot. Mm. Um, if I was to come and just all of a sudden just be playing basketball, for instance, in your house and it smashed the window, how would you react? You say I don't matter because um, you're having life and you have an experience. Think of it. Winter's One coming milk. in as well. And how it's a <laughs> Stop. The thing is, well, yeah, I mean, the thing is, that's why you have insurance. Insure oh, your borders, I know you guys, you, got, you Brits don't know about insurance, but in, in like yeah, Germany, 
we have insurance for everything. So if you come and break a window, I know it's going to get replaced within 24 hours because I have insurance for this. It's called house right, insurance. Man. It's called yeah, house, house insurance. insurance. So if you guys want to get house insurance, pick up another... Oh, right um, there. Castanio, when you yeah. climb off that house insurance, the premiums go up. Why do you want to pay extra more money? That's not true. Taking your money from your pre from, from your experiences, which you could be paying for your kids. I Instead, you're paying for iron colours. Just because of pudding's negligence coming mm. to my house. No, that's what I mean. It's, it's a ripple effect. And just because at the time you think it's nothing, it actually is. Because that person oh, could have been saving so long for 10 years to get that one item, which it took you tw- 10 minutes to smash up. How they're gonna feel at the end? I know it's an experience, but it's still something they've aspired to. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They might not have no kids or family members. They might just be a person on their own, and that's what they can put their efforts into. Doesn't mean you should come along outside of that and say, "Oh well, I don't care because I don't care about material things." That I'm gonna come and smash up no, your I stuff. Mean, the effort. I appreciate the effort that goes you know into right? anything. You know, there's a lot. Yeah. You, know, you gotta appreciate that, and I'm not trying to invalidate this like argument but i'm saying is um if you like say for example you know i'm not telling anyone to buy cheap but you know <laughs> i've just t- explained that i did buy cheap but i can tell you now a lot of my ornaments are actually cheap now yeah. if you come into my house just because the way it looks you think they're expensive yeah. it's because the way i design them and the way i look after them so it's not about the pricing you know i think i'll be more bothered yeah I think I'd be more bothered the fact that I'd have to clean up. Like, I don't like, for example, when my kids... <laughs> I'd be more bothered about... The... Yeah, no. I'd be more bothered about expending the energy to clean up when my kids make a mess on the floor. Like, they drop, like, let's say they're over the bag of flour and they start messing. I'd be more yeah. bothered about that than the fact that the flour has been wasted or... I agree, I agree, Alstalia, yeah. because when, when Pudin said what she was saying, I was then going to come from a different angle. I was going to then add to what she said and said, all right, then imagine I've come to your home. It's already messy. You and your missus are tired. The kids are still making mess. And then I come in and I join in adding extra mess. And then I don't care that it's you're worn out already. How would you feel? You've already got a clean of what the kids are doing. And then you've had that extra mess on top. Mm-hmm. And it's a consistent thing that's going on. It's over days. How would you deal with it then? It doesn't matter because it's it's family memories. I'll tell you to get out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I think. Like a lot of people end up getting a family member. To get the... You gotta go. £35, <laughs> Premier in. Hotels are available. <laughs> <laughs> is that how cheap it is? I love this one. Yeah. I love this one. Go on when I went last week, before yeah. I went to Central Park, so I only paid £35 to stay in the Premier Inn overnight yeah. in Manchester. I'll put the old Trapper Centre as well. Really? The Premier Inn? I thought I'm going to go there at the weekend. I don't know, man. Premier Inn. Do we? Do we? <laughs> no, no. All right. Um, do we, do, I don't know. Do we... Um... <laughs> Have you covered any ground on that? I don't know. I don't think it's, I don't think, I think it is materialistic. It le- leans more on the side of materialistic. Because I yeah. think if you're spending more, to, like a house, a house has lost its true, you know, meaning. I think what happens is we've made houses so comfortable and so habitual. Homely. Yeah, homely. The thing is, think of it this way, Australia. At the end of the day, yeah, it doesn't matter what you're doing in the day, where you're going to your home. Exactly. So you got to be comfortable. That's that's my mentality. That's me. Good to say that. But but I'll tell you one thing. Like the way we Brits 
or the Europeans look at a house compared to like if you go to somewhere like Brazil and you like I was in the favela in Brazil. I know it's kind, it's not a good comparison, but I'm going to say it anyway. And when you look at what they live in, they've got like a flat screen TV and a couple of like quilts on the floor. That's where they sleep. <laughs> and the thing is, the main thing is they've got the TV. I think if the TV breaks, that's their world. They're like, oh my God, my TV. But everything else is so basic that they don't even care because they know they're spending most of the time outside the house. And I think humans have got so comfortable staying indoors than they're supposed to. I think humans are supposed to be majority outdoors, like animals. But we've made it so, you know, we've made the house so important that, look, the government, it's gone so bad that the government now like, well, you want to be indoors, and also stay indoors. And that's going to be the first time when it officially comes that we have to stay indoors. It's going to be the first time when everyone's clawing to get out. I want to go out, I want to go out. No, you're inside now. You wanted it all the time and that's it. We're indoors in the house, then we're inside our cars, then we're inside the office, then we're back in our cars, then we're back inside the house. And that's all we ever do. We're just indoors. We're never outside. I don't know. Just I think in, in countries like Brazil, though, Estelio, you're going to be outside more because it's a hot place over here. It's like nine months of the year. It's freezing. So you got to make your home as comfortable and as cosy as possible. And I don't yeah. mean by just putting all, like, what they were saying, putting all expensive stuff. But you've got to be able to enjoy being at home if that's the only yeah. safe haven yeah. you've got and we don't and times are difficult at the moment so you know what I'm, i don't know it's just crazy crazy mm. gotta do what you gotta do don't you and furthermore you can't even question the western world because we weren't born into being outside you've got to really be realistic mm. the, the most of the third worlds they're used to and they've most of them have grown up on the outsiders, and that is partly because it is warmer, as well as being poor. No, the Western world that. is renowned for being colder. How would you like to be outside in the cold all the time, living outside? It's not. It's not really think, reasonable you know, to, to think that way. I'm going to so push back against the, the, the uh, current because even though I don't um, like the cold, I'm the worst person for the cold. Yeah, I do believe the body adapts to the cold. Yeah, because there's people who live in like Canada in the winter, and there's people who live in like like Antarctica, and they got it doesn't get cold now. Russian people are always outside, and they got minus fifty degrees. So I think it's um, yeah. it's just we got comfortable. That's the thing. We're comfortable, and, and, and is there anything of that, wrong with being comfortable though? Well, no, I think it's it's fine mm-hmm. to be comfortable. And, and I know. think at the end of the day, when you speak like that, I think you should adapt the thinking how the rich people would think. They want things as cushy and as comfortable as possible. So should the basic man. Yeah. So if it's comfortable and cushy, we should accept it and embrace it. Mm. Why should we mm. want to live in, in? because to me, being in the outside world is like living a hardship. I'm sorry, but I don't agree that man should have to keep living hardship if they don't have to. Mm. So I think mm. being outside should be a choice rather than something that should be a basic need. No. So we it have to disagree. It, it's not, no, you were saying that we, we we should spend more time outside. Yeah, I mean, but humans in general should spend more time yeah, outside. That's what I'm saying in general. It, it shouldn't have to be that way. In general, it should be man should live in the cushiest, comfortablest place and world as possible. Simple. Well, yeah, it's supposed Simple. to be like that. But for some yeah. reason, the only people who've managed to achieve that goal is pets. That's it? Just pets? Pets ain't like us, though. Yeah, but pets are the only ones who live comfortably. I've said this before. They're the only ones who live comfortable, <laughs> inside, dogs. chilling, having a good life, doing nothing apart from <laughs> smiling every now and again when the owner comes home. And that's it. Best life. 
Living the best life. You envy that life. I envy that life. Of course, I envy the life of a dog, man. Some dogs get... (laughs) They're pampered. They're really pampered. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I think we've done enough of this topic. It's moved from materialism to dogs being pampered. Yeah. (laughs) Do you have any more? Do you have one more topic? Yes, I think we should go on to a more serious one. Oh, my God. Yes, so I think we should. With this one, I've always wondered this, you know, why are mothers and some fathers so quick to leave their children with people they've just met, and that you, or especially new partners? Why are we so quick to leave our children with new people? I just want to know why we do that. So a woman's met a man. She's fell in love at first sight. She's got children in the house. She's thought, oh, I'll bring this man in. And she then decides, oh, I need to go to work. or I need to go to Can you babysit? Can you watch my kids for me? Why are people so quick to do that before they totally know someone? Um... And the reason I ask that is because I've seen a few posts recently that people are doing this. And then to find out that the, the new person is either hurting their children or, you know, those sorts of things are going on, molesting, hurting the children, all because parents or people are not taking time to know someone. And even when you take time, you still would never know. Why would you leave your children around these people? I feel, can I just say something quickly? Yeah, I feel on. like you saying that and me really sinking that in. Yeah. Um, if it's in the UK, I feel like, specifically, specifically England, they have this attitude of like, oh, it won't happen to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? What yeah. happened to me? That's far-fetched. You know what I mean? So I you feel know, like there's a little bit of that, the callousness. Yeah. Um, trusting too quickly. Or yeah. sometimes it's the case of just not really caring. Not and really neglecting, caring. you know, neglecting and, the signs. And unfortunately, this is majority around the younger generation rather than the older one, because there's a horrible story where this woman, if you look in the thing, you'll see it. It's actually in the podcast. This woman just met this man. And she brought him straight in on her five-year-old daughter. And what did he do? Exactly. I don't even have to spell it out for you. And this was someone she just met. And I'm thinking, when will people ever learn? This is, it's a well-known fact, because I've watched documentaries on it, that especially paedophiles, they will target single parents. They, just to get to the children. They target trying to- no, no, some of them are get lucky, but a lot of them do target single parents because they've got children in the home and they can get in there and molest. Mm-mm. So this is the reason why I wanted to bring it up. So, you know, the people listening out there, be more wary, be more alert. That all, that all that glistens isn't gold. This person may come in like they're fantastic. It, I'm not just talking about mothers. I'm talking about fathers do it too. I'm talking about we bring in friends and, you know, and these people come in like they're wonderful people. And you because they come across that way, you're not taking time to know them and, and you may ignore red flags, you know, that something might not be too right with the person. And before you know it, the damage is done in your home. So be mm. aware, be more alert, care about your children more. You know, so that's uh, that I thought was something that should be brought up. So because I've, I've seen it recently being popped up on uh, the social media quite a bit. These horror stories happening. The worst one was 
this it was actually a man and this was in america he had um children and he had this new girlfriend and he'd have the kids of the weekend and he, he'd leave them with this new woman and when he come back, sometimes they were they were a bit scared. They had different sorts of emotions going on. Sometimes they had little cuts and bruises, explained away. Then the one particular time came back, the child was absolutely battered. The girl had fled. And it came out that she was ill-treating these kids when he was leading these kids with her. And mm-hmm. then he's on Facebook looking sympathy and justice when it was his fault for not getting time to know this woman properly. She'd been doing it for months. Mm -hmm. So this is what I'm saying. People, please be aware out there. Your children are your life. Be aware who you're leaving your children with. I don't care if you're in love. Your kids still have to come first. What do you think, Savannah? (laughs) (laughs) I think she's... You have to make a joke of everything. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, I think it, I think what it is, I think a lot of people are so horrid, you know, and a lot of people don't have babysitters or don't have like a close yeah. network where people can be like, yeah, I'll take your kids while you go to work and stuff. So people are kind mm. of looking, especially single mothers, they're looking for mm. someone to kind of be that support. Oh, they're yeah. just grateful, you know, at some point, it's just grateful yeah. to be like, oh, I'm grateful you know, I can go on, go on, go to work now without worrying that, you know, someone's looking after the kids. And they're not really thinking of the, the, repercussions of this action yeah yeah so i think it's a bit it's stressy the way the system's built it's all stress man it's just stress yeah. you know and sometimes it's unavoidable you know you don't know you know because people are slick man when, when you first meet somebody yeah so they slick. are they are like, man, oh, man this is the greatest person i've ever met or you know he or she and then, mm-hmm. then you only see their colors after a few months but by then it might already be too late so yeah yeah you just gotta be careful you know i think everyone like, for me, I would say everyone needs to stay single <laughs> till they're 35. <laughs> and then when you meet somebody, I say to any girl I meet, I'm sorry, but I need to... Uh, three years, man, before we're in a relationship. Three years. <laughs> we have to get to know each other for three years and then we can talk about relationship. That's it, minimum. And, I'm, and I'll need to meet you when my kids are in bed or whatnot, when you can't be... I can't bring you around my children. Sorry, Chuck. Mm. You can be around my children when they've left home. Yeah. <laughs> I think I wouldn't do it anyway. If I got small kids living with me, I wouldn't um I don't entertain I mean the thing is women are it tends to be more men that do this stuff. I mean you can't trust women either. either no, women are not women men. because I can I can categories categorically state that because I was brought with a stepmom, they are horrendous, a lot of them. It's very rare you'll hear of a nice stepmom bar pudding. <laughs> Pudding's the only one I know. I'm talking about a lot of set mum by you, and I'm being honest, they are horrendous. Wait, did you really... say what about me? Yes, I think I think you I'm met kids. I'm you met the kids. What I'm saying, you're talking over oh, me. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yes, um, they they can be quite horrible. And as I got to know people over my, growing up, I found out that a lot of people that I knew suffered at the hands of their stepmothers. So, and this is unfortunately in the black race. I'm not talking about other races, and because I wasn't brought up in other races, I'm mm-hmm. talking about in the black race. Uh, the, a lot of the stepmothers were absolutely horrendous and nasty. And I'm talking about years ago. So you, it shows that 
the, you know the stories that like you got the, the, the wicked stepmother and Cinderella? It's a very true thing that was based off reality, believe me. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, it's, they, they can be quite nasty, especially if they, especially if they have stepdaughters and it's daddy's favourite, they can, you know, be quite horrible because they feel like the, the daughter's getting more attention than them. And you'd be surprised what sparks them off. Mm. So, yes, it's not, it is, a lot of them are the stepmothers. You have to be very careful. Ooh. Oh, oh. Yeah. I think on that Sorry, note... I just thought I'd put that in. <laughs> that's good. I think on that note, we can... <laughs> call, call it time on the podcast because I got nothing to add to that. I don't know. Anyone got anything to add to that? I don't know. I, I never yes. had a stepmom to be Can fair. I, I had a stepdad. Actually, wait, let me stop this music a sec. I had a stepdad. <laughs> yeah. I had a stepdad. <laughs> and I, I don't know to do. Pudding, don't believe anything he's going to say. Pudding. Now he was a cool guy. I liked him. I liked him. Yeah. In fact, if anyone was bad, it was us. No, <laughs> you yeah. So not only is the evil step-parents... You were just trying. You were just trying. <laughs> what about the kids? What about the kids and all this? The kids are the ones <laughs> who are the bad guys. I was a favourite. <laughs> you was a favourite? I was a favourite. Oh, gosh. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> All right, let's start the music again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Medea, you want to start this week? I will say, boy, please be aware and love your children and put them first. Thank you. All right. Put in. Uh, it tying in with a uh, final topic. I would like to shout out Alex Rose, Alexandra Rose, in fact. Um, go on Instagram and follow Alex Rose Betts. She's an anti-child trafficking activist. I've been following her recent. Um, mm-hmm. She's opened my eyes to a lot of things, um, to do with children and with COVID as well. So if you've got the chance, if you've got Instagram, check it out. Um, not sure she has Facebook, you'll have to double check. A lot of her accounts keep getting shut down through the platforms, but keep it alive, keep it off and running. Alex Rose. Yeah, Alexandra Rose. Alex Rose Betts on Instagram. Okay. Travis D? Uh, one wise woman um, once said to me, the kids come first. Oh, okay. And I would just add to that, not all the <laughs> angels. So, yeah. Don't believe them all the time. Good night, guys. Good night. Ooh. Good night, night, night. Good night. Good night.